A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell, and I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, Tempest. Hey, I swear, I swear to God, it was not the sound that I heard you clicking the go live button that my nose started running. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it. It was like, click hello and i was like it's starting to, it's starting to go what what is this this witchcraft maybe it's me maybe it's me that's doing it it's not your mother maybe i'm just allergic to you pete yep must be that maybe it's just maybe i'm just allergic to liars what I, hey 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 let's not let's not go throwing i was gonna say stones and glass houses but i don't know you to be a liar so that doesn't I'm really work liar. i'm a good boy that only told <laughs> the truth i didn't lie to a single person i know you should have though you should have been lying tempest that was your power man I'm upset with you. i was gonna get myself killed if i lied too much that's true yeah um and besides i never would have gotten my stupid power anyway the empath never died true yeah you know true. yeah spoilers for uh, blood and clock tower by the way it's been out for a week. Yeah. Watch it. That's it. It's everyone else's fault if you have not watched it at this point. Yeah, watch our content. We're going to talk about our content. Yeah. Also, speaking of other s- stuff, I'm going to talk about in the outro section. I won't talk about it here. For, uh, I'm, I'll only talk about minor spoilers. But in the outro, I'm 100% talking about The Legend of Vox Machina, which came out yesterday. And oh my God, Tempest, it's so good. Um, I'm going to be lost too, people. Yeah. It, I, I Don't worry. I, I won't get into any major points about it or anything but i do want to talk about it because it that was my evening yesterday and it was great mm. so i'm, I'm gonna talk about it um but oh, for now something that, i do need that, to do actually which i'm gonna do right now is i'm gonna get my switch and i'm gonna go and, and buy legends arceus i think oh because... so we're just allowed to play our switches i pitched i'm not, I'm not playing my switch was i pitched showing people what my pokemon team was once upon a time but that was deemed a little bit too far <laughs> Oh, we just want to buy Legends Arceus. I'm just, okay. I'm just doing this while you know, while we're doing this little podcast. I'm just going to go on the. Oh, well, doing this little Legends podcast because nobody else got a switch on their table. You boot it up. Man, I'm not playing. You boot it up. You listen to the mappy sound effect, and you can do 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 do
Why would I need to listen to the Mappy sound effect when I've got the perfect impersonation of it right there? Yeah. We just got our switches open now. Here's 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 a fun thing. Did you know? Love that game. So did you know, Tempest, that if you use the the right bumper on the lock screen when it says you have to press the same button three times? Did you know that if you do the right bumper it does a, a, a clown horn? Huh. I did not know that. It's fantastic. <laughs> The more you know, the more you know each day. I also don't usually play uh, my Switch at all with the sound up. So maybe mm. I just have been honking a horn. And never that's that's bad, yeah. I only, uh, I only play it with the sound up slightly for Mappy because, like, you know, it's a it's an arcade game. So mm-hmm. the music goes faster afterwards, and you got to be paying attention to sounds and such. For sure, yeah. Uh, how many How many points do I have? 52 i get 52 p off the game is that a lot the thing is no that's oh, like 52 are, that's pence yeah 52 p 52 like cents yeah so now it's only 49 pound 47 that's wow something yeah uh, that sounds vaguely expensive it sure is i, I i'm that, that vaguely is in canadian yeah, I, uh, our our games end up being like twenty dollars more than American games. I think thirty dollars mm-hmm. maybe. It checks out. It's like eighty nine ninety nine for a sorry for a PS five game these days. I think. Jeez. It's like ninety bucks. That's I'm pretty sure. And then I think it's seventy nine ninety nine for a Switch game. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Because it's about fifty quid for a Switch game and about sixty for like a PS five game, something like that. Right. God, how do we get to this point? I remember buying Super Smash Brothers Melee and it was like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Games have not gotten that much more complicated that they're double the price. No. It's crazy. Can okay, I... it's downloading now. Thank God. Can I just... Oh, that was a bad choice. I don't have the money to spend, but it seems so good. And all my friends are like, oh my God, this game is so great. And I'm like, well, God, I've got to play it now, haven't I? I... Can I can I just say that I I have a deep loathing for Nintendo that is only made worse by the fact that I keep buying their stuff. <laughs> it you would know? be like if WWE was a really good product. You'd be like, oh, it's so good, but oh, I hate it. I yeah. I consider my like top three most frustrating companies to be a customer of to be like mm-hmm. WWE, Apple, and Nintendo. Fair. For very yeah. similar reasons, mm-hmm. you know very similar reasons and the yeah. fact that nintendo and apple continue to put out new products and they all have different charging cables <laughs> i can't handle it pete <laughs> i can't handle the fact that i go and i grab i grab some i grab a charger out of the basket of nintendo chargers and i was like what's, what's this one for mm-hmm. oh this one's for the game boy sp that doesn't work on anything they've ever made since Oh, look, this one's for the Wii U. Doesn't work on the Switch. Why doesn't it work on the Switch, Pete? It's so frustrating because I feel like the Switch is such a good console. As a concept, it's really good. It's just a shame that Joy-Cons are ass. They're real bad and they break a lot and break very easily. And it's very expensive to replace them. Uh, and yeah, the, the like all the, the cables are different and all that stuff, all the stuff you mentioned. But the Switch as a concept is really good. Like, I feel like they have good ideas. It's just like the 
execution of everything is not great. Thanks, yeah. Nintendo. God, no, Nintendo. It's... Like, how am I on my third pair of these Joy-Cons? Mm. And I'm not doing anything to them. They just no. drift. I can't yeah. handle Joy-Con drift. And it's gone to, the, like, they're $100 for a pair of these things. It's more expensive than a game. What? $100 for a controller? Mm -hmm. Stop making them so high-tech if they're going to be so expensive. Yeah. I just want to play Zelda. And the thing is, like, it's been out for several years at this point. You know, if they'd have released the Switch and they got to Joy-Con Drift and they saw that it was a problem and everyone's like, hey, this is a problem, they go, our bad, we'll fix it. All these new Joy-Cons are going to be completely re reinvented so that the Joy-Con Drift isn't a problem and we'll replace all the ones that are done there. That's fine, you know. So sometimes when you get new stuff, sometimes stuff goes wrong. It's been out for several years. They know it's a problem. They're like, ah, can't be bothered to fix that. You guys are just going to have to pay for some more Joy-Cons. Yeah, it's just, well, that's dumb. We'll deal with it. And I hate Nintendo for it very mm. much. It's gotten to the point where if my if my Joy-Con stops working, I just I said, well, that's me playing the Switch until Christmas, I guess. Yeah. I've, just, I'm, I've, I've, I've put my flag in the sand and I will not pay $100 for a game controller. Mm -hmm. I won't do it. Like, I'm not... It's lunacy! Yeah. I will not... I will not subject myself to their capitalism garbage. I will not <laughs> do it. I will not support them. Only by buying another Pokemon remake. Yep. That's the, the way to do it. The 16th one that they've made. Ugh, it's terrible, isn't it? Um, anyway, something that I didn't think was that terrible yesterday was SmackDown. It was mostly fine. Bit of a waste of time, but that was okay. Yeah. But there was a good thing that ended the show, I thought, which was the whole Seth and Roman promo. And Roman, it kind of got exposed as having like a little bit of a, a weakness. Showed like a, a psychological weakness which is very very different from the entirety of the roman reigns one that we've seen so far so me and tempest are going to talk about it here's the show tempest oh my god on smackdown roman had like like a weakness shock horror haven't seen that since yeah welcome to the rest of the podcast review of smackdown and rampage i am chubba peak now i'm joined by my intangible co-host tempest gonna be reviewing both smackdown and rampage today send in your ultra chats if you have thoughts and feelings about either of these shows at wrestletalk.com forward slash support so we're gonna be reading out all the ultra chats that are five us bucks it up by the time the show goes off the air and also the stream is brought to you by wine wine52.com forward slash wrestle talk the link in the description uh to get free case free grade three bottles of wine uk viewers only wine 52 talk about it more later but um let's get to talking about what was the main event segment of this episode of smackdown uh which was seth rollins and roman reigns face to face you know like they had their face to face last week as well um Two weeks ago. <clears throat> Sure. I said last, last week, week was the match. Yeah. So it was two weeks ago. Uh, I said mm -hmm. last week in my editor review. Yeah, who cares? Uh, but they have their face to face segment here. And Seth Rollins came out and kind of said most of the same stuff that he did before, just saying, like, I beat you in all the big title matches. And Roman was kind of like just brushing it off, just being like, eh, you know, that's in the past. I'm the new Roman Reigns now. I'm amazing. Haven't you heard? 
But then Seth Rollins talked about uh, splitting up the shield and like hitting him in the back with the chair. And Roman seemed to get really, really annoyed about that. And he's like, I've never forgiven you for that. I hate you. And Seth was like, it's fine. I love you. Um, and he, yeah, he started to just like continue to like expose this psychological wound that Roman has and try to like expose his like insecurity about the breakup of the shield. And they, they really hammered home the Seth Rollins has got Roman's number angle through this whole thing of like, he always wins. He's always one step ahead of him. He kept dodging all the attacks um, two weeks ago. Um, he beat, he was going to beat the Usos last week. And then here, like Roman went to walk away, do a Superman punch and Seth saw it coming, dodged out the way and left again. So they're really hammering this thing home. But this is the first time, especially from Roman's like facial expressions through the whole thing. It was him just being like annoyed and being like a little bit like vulnerable, which we have not seen from Roman since he turned heel. Realistically, he's always just been kind of like stoic badass. He's always got a plan for everything. He's always got a backup plan for a backup plan. He is always in control. And this was the first time, I think, in a long, long time where he didn't look like he was in control. Very, very strange and, and unique uh seeing that which is nice different is always good uh what'd you make of this whole thing tempest the, there were a few takeaways for this segment for me uh i like that roman was showing like a little bit of weakness psychologically you know because now we're seeing him alone without the usos and without paul Heyman for the first time and you could kind of see that those guys were were kind of like the the barriers that have been knocked down and now you're getting just Roman Reigns. So I do like the progression of that story. I like that. He said that he hates Seth Rollins because mm -hmm. it was just like three days ago that I was talking about how I wish these guys could say that they hate one another again. So they were listening. They gave me one yeah. thing that I wanted. So <laughs> props to that. I like, I like that. The thing that kind of has me disconnected from this a little bit, is it feels like the middle chunk of their history together from like 2017 to 2019 has just been like deleted from the canon. Yeah. And I don't think that's good writing, you know, because it does still like the ending of the shield was one of the great angles of like the last decade. You know, genuinely that segment was like, I don't think there were that many like all-time great Monday Night Raw segments from the 2010s, right? Mm. I don't think there were that many of them. There were a few, but there weren't that many. That was one of them, where it was like, yeah, that's a thing that people are going to point to forever as a big monumental deal and everything like that. And it was really probably cool. Like, it's probably like that and the pipe bomb, right? It's like that, the pipe bomb. Uh, the Festival of Friendship was pretty mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan maybe occupying Raw with the Yes movement thing. Like, there's yeah. a few you could argue for. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's, a, there's a few. Oh, him the turning on Bray Wyatt in the steel cage was great. That's, that's another one, you know. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of things, like, I can't think of that many that outdo the shield breaking up. So I understand mm. that they want to keep pointing to that as a big moment. But there's a lot of history since then that is being completely ignored because it doesn't fit this story. You know, like if, if Seth Rollins had stabbed the shield in the back and then just over the course of years transitioned into being this wacky dripped out Joker heel, I think this would work a lot better as a story for me. 
you know, because it would be like, well, there was the Nexus event of all of this. Here's the crux of what set these two on their specific paths. But I don't feel like that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, we've seen them crying and hugging and calling each other a brother and I love you when Roman had leukemia and everything like Mm. that. So when it's something like that, I find it very hard to get as emotionally invested in the story that they're telling. When it's like, I've never forgiven you. I hate you. I was like, well, that's not true now. (laughs) That's not true at all. So that's my one kind of negative takeaway from this. But otherwise, for a storyline going into a pay-per-view main event, I think this is a lot better than WWE has been doing lately and a lot better than what they've been doing with Roman Reigns for like quite a while. Honestly, Mm. I've been fairly intrigued by the Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman stuff, but I think it's mostly kind of played out. And otherwise, I mean, we've said before that the best Roman Reigns pay-per-view builds have been the ones that have focused around, you know, his inner, his interactions with the Usos and stuff like that. Like when he's going to face, cesaro at a pay-per-view and stuff like that otherwise as far as like just building up this guy versus this guy i think this is better than they've done with roman in a long time Mm. i agree and yeah i don't want to i don't want to crap on it too much because this is better than they have been doing it's not perfect but it is better than than they have been doing it weirdly i saw a comment on the editor review which i kind of agreed with to a degree anyway is this almost felt like, I don't want to say a double turn because that's not the right term for it because mm. Seth wasn't a face beforehand. But Seth was positioned as the baby face out of the two. You know, he was dodging around yeah. the Usos a couple of weeks ago. He was the one who had to kind of overcome the odds and all that stuff, find the tag team partner last week and all that stuff. He wasn't a face, but he was positioned as the more baby face of the two. This one very much felt like Seth was being the heel and Mm -hmm. Roman was almost the face in this dynamic. He was the one that was showing the vulnerability. He was like almost like, not necessarily crying, but like at the end, he was kind of like wiping his eye a little bit, just kind of like looking around as the segment ended kind of stuff. So we were showing that kind of like side to him. I honestly don't know how to feel about that. I don't know whether it's just like, it's good to, to position them because neither of them is a face. I don't know whether it's good to show them kind of on both sides of the, the spectrum on both sides of the characters or whether they should have just stuck in one lane and been like, no, Seth is the baby face for this feud and Roman's the heel. I don't. I genuinely don't know which one's better. I'm still trying Ooh. to figure out how I feel about it, but I, I think I like it. I think I like that they've done both sides of this. I'm not sure. What do you reckon? Yeah, I kind of feel the same way because it's an interesting situation they found themselves in because they don't usually book double heel main events, certainly not often. And when they do, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it properly, but they're really diving into the history of these two guys and just kind of letting them both be the characters that they are. They're not changing a whole lot of the presentation about either of them just kind of how seth rollins has been booked in the last few weeks leading into this and at the same time i think roman reigns will get over as a babyface eventually just by being the character that he is so at the same time seeing a lot of the interactions that he had last night and i can see some of the babyface elements coming out i'm just like well, this is very intriguing because I don't think he's going to be like, oh, the top babyface star of SmackDown within the next few months or anything like that. But I can see some of the little like glimpses of a babyface Roman Reigns character just shining through through his interactions here. So like, I don't know. I don't know who's going to get cheered at the Royal Rumble tonight. I don't know who the fans are going to be behind 
Could be either of them. Could be split. Could be, I don't know. Could it? They're both tweeners. You never know. But I see kind of a light at the end of the heel Roman Reigns tunnel here. And I'm like, oh, it's interesting enough. It's intriguing enough. I mean, he's already kind of doing the hometown pops by doing the right. city name and then acknowledge me. So I yeah. think if he just kind of leans more into that, that's already a, a surefire way to get cheered every time. Local, mm -hmm. local sport, local sports teams, local pops. They're always great. I think it's they? pretty engaging though. Like you got to find your own way. Cause realistically, every one of those, like, and the rock has come back to Chicago. Any of those pops, they're all basically the same. It's just, you got to change up the verbiage, you know, otherwise it's the same pop. So, I mean, if Roman has just found his way to, to get a home, like not hometown pop, but you know, a pop from the crowd using the the name of the city for every city that they're in. Yeah, good for him. It's one yeah. less thing that it's one more thing that he did not have as a babyface for like four years. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Suffering succotash, son. I, um, thought, I thought Seth was gonna say suffering succotash in this promo. In yeah. this promo, I thought he was gonna say that because he was like, "What's the matter, Roman? Cat got your tongue?" I was like. He's going to say suffering psychotash. He's going to say it. He's going to say it right there. Because it was like, I don't know exactly what day it was, but it was like seven years ago to the day that they did that thing. Because it was like before the Royal Rumble in 2015. It was on SmackDown mm. in January, and it was terrible. It was like maybe the worst Roman Reigns moment ever. You know? It's arguable that it is one of the the real big nails in the coffin of, of Roman Reigns' babyface run. Yeah. Because everyone went, oh, no. Oh, He's dear. He, he, they're trying to make him John Cena. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> um, yeah. oh, um, I'll never but, forget that. That's a legendary I, promo. It's, it's at the opposite it? end of the spectrum from the watch promo from NXT. Yeah. His best, <laughs> his best work. Um, well, Most entertaining uh, he's ever been. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. If you have any thoughts about SmackDown or Rampage or the Rumble or the Royal Jamble or anything at all, there's so many things happening. Send I have them all a thought. In. I'm going to win. Yep. Winning right. that Royal Jamble. Hell yeah. That's Be my stance sure on the Royal I'm winning. It's going to be great. Uh, Vandalia 1998. 1998. 1998. Jesus Christ. I just said 1998. Uh, it might have just been me, but it seemed like Roman had a 1% face moment when he brought up breaking the shield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what we were just talking about. There was that, like we said, that got that kind of glimmer of the, yeah. the future baby face in there. I think Which so. Is, honestly, good. That's good long term storytelling, kind of sowing the seeds now so that down the line mm-hmm. it will pay off. That's great. I think so. One of the big things that I've kind of uh gotten away from in the last like couple of years or so is this idea of just like the shock out of nowhere heel turn mm. because i feel like if character writing wise a lot of the time it's unrealistic yes you know what i mean just to absolute turn on a dime completely change all your motivations i don't think that's realistic now that we're i don't know i think some people are treating wrestling a little bit more seriously in terms of like, well, you can tell great stories. Mm-hmm. So I like seeing things like subtly teased ahead of time regarding turns of character. You can still do it sometimes, but you need an explanation. Like Seth Rollins' turn was very abrupt, very, very shocking, but you can explain it by being just like, well, he's one of them until he goes and talks and Triple H comes up to him and, and says, hey, you want to roll with us? And he'd be like, Okay, you can explain an abrupt change in character, but yeah. I prefer seeing it teased ahead of time like this. And it was, it was also a subversion of our expectations because there was the hints of the split. It was just between Ambrose and Reigns. Yep. So that, and then they won, you know, the, they won the, the shutout against Evolution. And everyone goes, okay, I think they might have settled their differences. Cool. We're, we're, they, they had their tension, but now we've got over yep. that story. They're all together again. And bang, it's a hill turn from the person you didn't expect. So it was a good, mm-hmm. like, subversion that could be explained it, it all worked in that context but yeah just doing tucker turning on otis yeah why no oh, we, need, we needed a we needed a big turn on this show yeah that makes sense no it's, it's dumb uh matthew robinson said uh, if you could pick the rumble winners who they face at wrestlemania and who wins then who would you guys choose i would have braun win and challenge roman reigns and lead to a match against lesnar the following year after holding the title braun breaker to beat roman reigns that's Hell yeah 
You know, I'm I don't know what's win. happened to me. You have who win? Hook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hook wins the Royal coming to win. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I don't know why I've given so little thought to my theories for the Royal Rumble this year. Mm. I don't know who's winning. I don't know what number they're winning from. I don't know who they're challenging at WrestleMania. I don't know none of that. The going theory seems to be that Ronda Rousey's just a, like a foregone conclusion. She's going to come back and win at this point. Yep. I don't know. I don't know yep. what the deal Bob is. I don't know who anybody is facing at WrestleMania. If I could have my way, like pick anybody, I would probably have like Big E win and have him inserted into a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns triple threat match at WrestleMania because that's a that's a lot of meat. That's a lot of big meaty men slapping meat. Mm, sure you know, is. I like I like the sound of that. And I would probably have Bianca Belair win it a second year in a row and face that Becky at WrestleMania. Literally be both my picks as well. I'd have big Bianca. Because that story makes sense for them to win. Yeah, that story makes sense. That story yeah. ooh there's a certain form of wrestle talk personality who was really making a case for why Bianca Belair shouldn't win on Twitter this week. And I didn't say anything about it, but <laughs> like, you know, if if they drop the Bianca Belair storyline in favor of like, oh, Ronda Rousey's here, put Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. against Becky Lynch, I will, I will be fuming. <laughs> Dude, like, I just gonna I drop another think... storyline. When yeah. we've already made the baby face look like an idiot, can we not? Yeah, I think my prediction is that Bianca's not going to win the Rumble anyway. I think it is going to be Rousey, but I think that Rousey's going to challenge Charlotte Flair I because that's that. the match that WWE thinks we want is yeah. Rousey Flair, and we, but we are still going to get Belair Lynch. That would be that's what I'd hope for anyway. If they are going to have Rousey win, that's still, that to me that's the best case scenario because I don't want them to do Rousey Lynch if it means sacrificing Belair's story. Right. Yeah. Because that's done. Uh, we'll do one more ultra chat here. Uh, the Guilty Hat said, uh, I know the sentiment uh, in here is normally poor Naomi, but can I say poor Sonia? She had the best story of the lockdown era with Mandy in spite of uh, a, a awful Otis comedy and can legit out wrestle half the roster. And she's trapped in this story, not wrestling. Mm. I don't know what her current situation was because I know they put her on TV in a not wrestling role because of all the stuff that she had going mm-hmm. on at one point. So yeah. I don't feel like too bad for her. And I mean, she's there's a lot worse jobs you could have than being a speaking role character on TV every week for WWE, taking no bumps and getting paid. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad gig. But I do understand the sentiment of just like, well, she's she's really good and, you know, she's not wrestling and everything. I feel bad for her that she's involved in this storyline. Mm. That's for sure. Yeah. A storyline that apparently is not over, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get into more of your ultra chats later on. Um, but uh firstly, I want to say that we are sponsored on this stream by Wine 52. You've probably heard us talking about beer 52 a whole bunch in the past. Well, now there's a wine version wine 52 if you click the link in the description wine52.com forward slash wrestle talk you get your own free crate of wine it's three bottles of wine for free all you have to do is pay for the postage which is five pound 95 which is like cheaper than one bottle of wine and you get three no brainer my guys cost effective just cost effective and you can choose what kind of wines you want you can choose red white mixed you can do whatever the hell you want try some wine it's good 
there's a lot of us on the WrestleTalk team that really enjoy a glass of wine. I might be drinking some later for the Royal Rumble live reactions. Wine is good. Please drink responsibly. But (laughs) wine52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Go get it. Free crate. You also get a little magazine snack and they explain where it's from in the world and all that stuff. It's good quality wine. Go get it. Wine52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get your free crate. And also, even if you're not going to get it, now click the link because it helps us out too. Double mm-hmm. whammy. Two birds, one stone. That's how the saying goes. <laughs> Wine 52. Go do the thing. Uh, also, I want to point out, there's a lot of things going on. Wine 52 are also going to be sponsoring, I think, the Royal Jamble tonight. It's the Royal Rumble live reactions. This evening, uh, or afternoon, depending on where you are in the world, or morning, I guess, depending where you are in the world, um, where we're going to have, not only am I going to be challenging Luke Owen, D-A-T, to the uh, the Jam That Championship, uh, but also Tempest is going to be in the Royal Jamble, where he's going to be competing for a shot of Wrestle Jam, where he'll be facing me for the Jam That Championship. It's going to be a great time. Everyone's going to love it. Um, but we do also have to talk about a couple of your competitors right now, Tempest. Because people oh, have been declaring right. left, right, and center. If you've seen the prediction stream, you've seen everyone that's in it. We're just going to talk about a couple of, couple of these announcement videos real quick. So there's professional Adam Blompier impersonator, Dan Layton. I believe it was Monica Geller, wasn't it, who said, I need a plan, a plan to get over my man. And what's the opposite of man? Jam. Those are deep words. Those are prophetic words. And it's with those words resonating in my soul that I officially enter the Royal Jamble in this, the year of our Lord, 2022. I am going to marmalade out the competition didn't work it was a risk i took a risk and i am a known risk taker i bought some street food from a questionable food truck earlier on today that was a risk and i feel fine and i will feel fine at the royal jamble i'll see you there it was a risk did it pay off but i tell you the biggest risk you could take is stepping into the royal jamble with me well, he's obviously not the only person that's going to be competing because there's also one more person we've got to talk about very quickly. It's SP3. Oh, I thought you Only seven pounds. Oh, my God. This conversation couldn't have gone better. This call has been great. I will fill out the survey online. Thank you, Susan, from Royal Mail. Have a great day. Hello, hello, hello. It is me. It is me, your true hill phenom, SP3. Just got the information that I needed that it only costs seven pounds to ship from the UK to the United States to deliver SP3, the championship, so I can make it a world championship. That is why I am declaring myself for the Royal Jamble. I will eliminate every single person in the Royal Jamble. Go on to WrestleMania and face my dad's Inc. tag team partner, Luke Owen, and may the best dad win. To every other person in the Royal Jamble, please be prepared. Please be ready because I'm always ready. I was born ready. I just had to change my name to SP3. See you all at the Royal Jamble. Man, his his one was a lot longer than I realized. So might have been the message might have been slightly undercut by Tempest there, maybe. But SP3 is in the in the jamble. He's saying that it costs seven pounds to send the championship to the US. 
So I'm assuming it must be similar to send it to Canada, right? I don't feel like that is accurate at all, but no, I don't think that so. That thing big. <laughs> thing is big. It's gonna be heavy. It's at least it's not as bad as the last one. The old championship yeah. would have been terrible, very heavy. This one's much much lighter. The new one. Yeah. My baby that I need to get back is much easier. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Also, Brandon works in a post office. He knows. <laughs> nope. Nah, not accurate at all. Anyway, let's get into uh, reviewing the rest of SmackDown. Keep sending in your ultra chats, wrestle.com forward slash support. Uh, I, I noticed. I feel like this is a running trend at this point. Whenever they play their full intro at the start of SmackDown, they do the, you know, the opening sting. And then they do the full SmackDown intro as, as well. You know, the, are you ready for a good time? We're running low, boys. We're running light. Yep. They the are show. filling the time because <laughs> they don't normally do it. I haven't seen them do that intro in a good couple months for an episode of SmackDown. They just do it. They're like, oh, Jesus, yeah. we need an extra like minute on this show somewhere. Yeah. Couldn't put it in a wrestling match or something, could we? <laughs> no, that'd be ridiculous. I mean, to be fair, I don't know that there was a wrestling match on this show. I would have liked to have seen extended by a minute. You're fair. You fair know? point. Yeah. I just, I just feel like they're good wrestlers, a lot of them, yeah. and they could put on a good match if they wanted to. So maybe just give them more time to do a good match. I don't know. Just. I mean, if they weren't incompetent, you could have put like something like Ricochet and Ali on a show. Yeah, just have just have them do wrestling, that have them wrestle cool. for like sixteen minutes, and it would mm. be the best thing that would be on TV all year. Everyone yeah. would be like, "Wow!" When you put their main event match on this show, it's like a match of the year candidate or something. Yeah, man, Regardless. absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, we had uh, Charlotte Flair kick off this show. She does an ad for the Royal Rumble, and when I say she did an ad for the Royal Rumble, she did an ad. For the royal rumble this was she not a promo to be nice. like this wasn't a promo to be like here's why i'm gonna win this is a promo to be like here's what the royal rumble is people will be flying bodies flying everywhere limbs will be broken careers will be short and i'm like you're you're just doing all the ww buzzwords this is just an yeah. advert and i know you're supposed to sell the show but that is there's a difference between selling the show and selling the show you know yeah uh, but it was fine whatever um then she said I didn't have to enter the Royal Rumble, but I wanted to because that's the kind of champion I am. I'm like, is it? You've been running away from title matches like your whole run? Like, that's yeah. not, that's like the opposite of what you do. What are you talking about, Charlotte? Whatever. Once again, um, Shayna Baszler came out. They changed her music. It's not yeah, good. Yeah, they did. Why are they changing all the music right before the Royal Rumble where you have to know what people's entrances are so you can pop? How hard is this? Yeah, because CFO money, isn't it? It's just got to change it all. Anyway. Why, why, uh, why this week? Change it I, next it, week. In all fairness, they probably had Shayna Baszler's music change for like two months and we just haven't That's heard it because true. she hasn't made an entrance. That's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, But Shayna Baszler came out and I said, is she a face now? And then Shayna kind of did a baby face promo. To just be like, I'm going to win. And then Aaliyah came out and Charlotte said, oh my God, who are you? And I was like, yeah, fair. Right. 
Can't even blame her for that one. Um, here's Natalia. Here's Shotzi. They Forgot all cut promos. Shotzi existed. Mm-hmm. Remember when she, she was in a really, I was like, remember like, she like attacked Sasha Banks and they had a little hmm. thing going for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that was that was interesting while it lasted. I also noticed that Shotzi did a laugh at the end of her promo. It's the exact same laugh as Sasha Banks's. Like the like the exact same laugh that Maybe Sasha that. has. It's crazy. Speaking of Sasha Banks, one day before the Royal Rumble, where the surprises happen. Sasha Banks returned on SmackDown and she came out to say, I'm in the Rumble. Why not just have a return in the Rumble? Like, you know? we're going to watch the Royal Rumble, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to watch it. I don't think there's anybody out there that was like, you know, I think I'm going to skip the Royal Rumble this week. Oh my God, Sasha Banks is in it. Got to watch it now. Maybe there's some Sasha Stan out there that was really sold on it, sure. Yeah. But like, we're gonna you've you've sold us on the show already. Like, come on, come yeah. on, yeah. Give us surprises. That's what people want from this match. There was some. It it's a nitpick, but it's a nitpick that I feel is worthy. The staging is so bad of all these yeah. people in the ring because they oh, always have it. to face the hard cam. It's like yeah. why people have back of the heads, you know? Like it's a it's a thing. So it's like oh. Sasha came out and had her back to everyone while she was cutting a promo on them. It's just, it's really awkward staging. Yeah. Um, it didn't used to be like this, too. No. Like, we didn't have this problem until recently. I will I will watch, like, I'll see the clip of Asuka winning the first Women's Royal Rumble and then the Ronda Rousey thing. I cannot stand the staging in that because mm. you got to have charlotte on this side with her title alexa on this side with her title oscar's in the middle going like ah, i gotta look at both i can't look at either one of them i gotta i gotta do this and then Rhonda comes out and they're all lined up and i gotta turn my body this way and point to the this side it's just so stupid it's so stupid it, you do a million camera cuts cut to a camera that's not the hard cam it's not hard it Damn. is uh it feels formulaic and manufactured and doesn't feel legitimate and that's oh. one of the things that robs you of investment when you go well this is just stage it's all scripted obviously it's we fake. know that but we have it's to buy fake. into the world yes the f it's word fake um yeah. they all start fighting and tempest i know this sounds really simple <laughs> if you're if you're promoting the royal rumble right uh -huh. the thing the Royal Rumble is known for is you throw people over the top rope, right? Yeah. That's that's the thing. So how many of the six, seven people that were in the ring right here, how many do you think got thrown over the top rope? It's just one, wasn't it? One. It was Charlotte it was at the end. It was Charlotte she got, at the end. She got tossed onto the apron and she hopped off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you know what else I also noticed? I think Ollie brought this up to me at one point, like months ago. But every single time Charlotte is in one of these, she wears high heels and then has to take the high heels off. Mm -hmm. It's not Bianca Belair doing the KOD with high heels on. It's just Charlotte Flair needs to look like an Amazon and mm -hmm. be like six inches taller than everyone else. And then as yep. soon as it's like, oh, I got to get kicked. Take my shoes off real quick. Just Two seconds. Wear flats. Um, 
So yeah, they all fight. No one goes over the top rope apart from at the very end. It's Sasha and Charlotte standing off and then uh, Sasha throws Charlotte over the top rope. Cool. Yeah. You know what? This wasn't very inspired. None of the promos are very good. At least they tried to build the Rumble. That's yeah. something. They hadn't you know? really been doing much of this kind of segment in recent mm-hmm. weeks. So we got one in on the go home show. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, I thought this whole episode of SmackDown was pretty unremarkable, but it was like closer to what I would consider a competently booked wrestling show than most yes. weeks. So uh, yeah, it's sure. unremarkable, but still, like, I guess competent booking is remarkable from them. I've just yeah. got a very low bar, you know? Exactly, yeah. Speaking of the bar, they were in this match. Not teaming on the same team, though. Um Seamus and Ridge Holland then faced Ricochet and Cesaro. And I thought, you know, we, we've had two weeks now of Seamus beating Ricochet as revenge for Ricochet breaking Ridge Holland's nose at, at day one, right? Yeah. So now we thought, okay, it's Ridge Holland's turn. He's cleared. Now he can face Ricochet and get revenge himself. It's Seamus and, Rick, uh, Seamus and Ridge Holland versus Ricochet and also Cesaro, who's there, who was what, Mansoor's what? tag team partner two weeks ago was just gonna say that remember that historic tag team that prolific (laughs) tag team okay sure whatever cesaro's there great cesaro is a great wrestler anything he's going to be included is going to make it better so you know what that's fine um seamus gives ridge holland the nose protector he used to have like the black like mask thing um i think they need to get one that fits ridge holland's head this one (laughs) didn't Because he kept yeah. having to like readjust all the time in the match while he was doing it, but sure. They also did side by side pictures of Seamus and Ridge Holland together. It's like, thanks, I wouldn't have got it otherwise. Seamus literally handing it to him to remind us that he used to wear it and saying, I used to wear this, you wear it now. But they've mm. still got to be like, look, we got the same thing on. Yes, yes, w- I know, I get it. Yeah. They mentioned it. Thank you, WWE. Puddle is a brick. I got to be honest, yeah. this match. It's a lot clunkier than I was expecting. Mm, and perhaps I shouldn't because, you know, again, on one side you have super smooth, ultra crisp workers, Cesaro and Ricochet. And on the, yeah. on the other side, you've got green ass Ridge Holland and you've got Seamus, notoriously clunky Seamus. So maybe I shouldn't. But have... Seamus is a good clunky, you know? I like his brawling style that he does. It's a I bit clunky, but I, I I like Sheamus's wrestling style. I think. See, it's I agree in theory. In theory, communism works. Because again, it's the same sort of style as like a, a a Walter, a Miro. Like it's supposed to be a little bit like dirty and rough, and it's not supposed to look clean and crisp and everything. But Sheamus is also like he's the kind of clunky where I was like, did he just kill that man? And in, in a number of time, a number of cases, the answer to that has been yes. Like when he kicked Jeff Hardy's teeth out and stuff like mm. that, you know, yeah. like moments like that where I never watch a Sheamus match. And like if things get clunky, I'm just like, oh, God, please don't die. I never yeah. feel like people are about to die in a Walter match. I do. Walter no, kills but, everyone. Yes, but like manufactured murder. You know what mm. I mean? Manufactured I murder. Manufactured murder. That's I don't the name of like, my new. Yeah. That's the name of my band, Manufactured yeah. Murder. Manufactured right. Murder. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This match was fine. I've seen it like 
in some yeah. variation the last yeah. month. So it's, it was fine. I would have thought that if Rich Holland wanted revenge on Ricochet, he would have, I don't know, pinned Ricochet. Yeah. Pin Cesaro, but you know. Sure. You got to build to him pinning Ricochet. This team has to lose again. Why? Sheamus has already won twice. Why do you yeah. need to build to anything at this point? Uh, we got a recap of Usos versus Rollins and Owens from last week. And then we got Tempest. It's all about the numbers. Bloody finally. Jesus, yeah. we haven't had one of these for the whole build to rumble. They did the whole by the numbers video package about bloody time. I like stats. Give me more of them. I like stats too. I don't remember these things being this long. It was very long, wasn't it? Yeah. It was something like once once they said that they were going to be in St. Louis, I thought they were wrapping up and then they kept mm. going for like another two <laughs> minutes. I was like, like, oh my God. Also. Yeah. I was like, yeah. wow. All right. Uh, oh, I also boy. really enjoyed the whole thing is about very specific numbers through the whole thing. And they go, the number of surprises is infinite. No, it isn't. That's not true. That's literally factually incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> the number of entrants in this Royal Rumble could be infinite. Yeah. <laughs> they could just go on forever. Like, as long as no. surprises keep showing up, they will keep yep. being led to the ring. Yep. And it is. And it's like you've announced 25 out of 30 men. Yeah. Like, it's actually five for the men's yeah. rumble, but sure. Yeah. Uh, we then got, we then got Tempest, Naomi versus Sonya Deville. This feud that has been built for months now. And I was so like, confusing. I mean, this probably isn't ending clean. Let's be real here. And you know what? Just give them the plus one to start with. It ended clean, right? Sonya Deville tried to bribe the referee before the match started, and the referee was like, nope, I'm calling it down the middle. Question, uh -huh. why couldn't you do that before? Whatever. Uh -huh. Let's not question that. Um, <clears throat> they had a match. It was okay. It wasn't, any, it wasn't like blow away by any means, but I thought it was good. Sonya looked great having not wrestled in ages. I thought she looked very good uh, with that in mind. Uh, and Naomi won. She hit the rear view in a split-legged moonsault, and she got the pin. And I was like, thank God, the feud is over. This is what we wanted for ages. You know, I don't care that it didn't build to a huge climax. I don't care that it wasn't on pay-per-view. Just, this feud is done. We can move on. Everybody's happy, right? But then, <laughs> Naomi cut a promo, and I was like, uh-oh. Okay, maybe she's going to say that she's going to win the Rumble, and this will be fine. And she said, 153 days, Naomi's been, been, you know, keeping me held down, right? I went and looked it up, by Sonya the way. Sonya has. That's Friday, the August the 27th. Yep. CM Punk debuted the week before that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, don't say that to me, Pete. Don't say that to me. That's, that's the same week as SummerSlam, Tempest. Oh, yeah, it is. I, I made the 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 uh, comparison in the in the edited review. Brian Danielson debuted for AEW the week after that, and he's been through a character arc and multiple world title matches yeah. and feuds, and this has been in the same spot for the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, and then it cut to Sonya Deville on the stage, and I was like, okay, maybe this is just heel comeuppance. She's looking very sad. And then she stormed off in half, and I was like, okay, maybe this is just, he will come up and maybe she's just angry. And then she walked back out, and I went, 
no <laughs> i literally had like this visceral reaction to it she came out with a jacket on and i went oh for god's sake and she said yeah. i've got a surprise for you for the women's rumble there's going to be a new surprise entrant it's not a surprise entrant because you've just told us who it is it's sonia deville she has entered herself into the women's rumble which means tempest this feud must continue for god's sake WWE. Jesus. What's going on for so long? Stop! Please! I don't want to watch this feud anymore. It's just... It's been the same thing. Naomi just beat her. Please just move on! Ah. You okay, Pete? Yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Anyway... <laughs> um it just yeah it's crazy. I, didn't, I didn't i didn't even get that upset about this one come on just, man like, they've broken me i thought this was a perfectly average smackdown match maybe slightly above yeah. average smackdown match i agree i would have liked to have seen a little bit more fire at the start of this match mm -hmm. considering the last six months you know like I, I know they didn't start with a headlock or a lockup or any of that nonsense, which is what people normally complain about. But would it be that hard to just like Sonya's talking to the referee? She's slightly distracted. Bell rings. Naomi hits a double leg, take it on, just starts. Yeah. You know, that is exactly how I would have booked this match. Mm -hmm. So that, that that's just one thing. I don't really care. Otherwise, Sonya got a lot more heat on, on Naomi in this match than I would have cared to see. Mm -hmm. The crowd weren't really into it by the end until the end. And they managed to get them into it by the end. So props to them for being solid enough workers to get the crowd invested. But like, I don't know. Like when you have a grudge, a grudge match in a feud like this, I need some sort of stakes or something for the match. That or I need someone to get beat really bad. Mm -hmm. Because I don't see Naomi being like, oh, I can finally put Sonya Deville behind me because I beat her in a, in a singles match. I I have a victory over you. You can't bother me anymore. Well, no, mm -hmm. she's still going to ruin your life. Yep. You need to like either put this woman in the hospital or this needs to be like a you leave Naomi alone match. Yeah. You know, like those are where we need to go with this. That or do it as like a... I don't know, like some no DQ match. Do another loser leave town match. Sure. You gotta you gotta do something. And I get that that's where we're going, but at the same time, that is about where you would expect to be at the six-month mark of a, of a feud, and we're there. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not giving them a pass because they spent six months stuck on square one. Yep. That's my piece. Yep. She's gonna get eliminated in the Royal Rumble. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's that's it. Hundred percent. The Usos were backstage. They said, Roman Reigns, who cares about Seth Rollins? Viking Raiders came in, and the Usos said that they are smelly. And the Viking Raiders said, yep, we are. We are, and we have axes. Little hatchets. Mm -hmm. hate this company. These guys are cool, really good ever. wrestlers. Yeah, we don't care. War Machine. Yeah. Guys? yeah. Yeah. I saw one of them do a, a swanton bomb off the top rope to the floor. A mm. big crowd of people once. Saw that live. That was really wild. 
Crazy. Now they've got they've got axes. Sami Zayn did the follow-up episode of Inzane next, where he's changed the format. So it is no longer him doing stunts and crazy stuff. It's going to be a live podcast recording in the ring. And his wanna, first guests wanna. are Jinder Mahal and Shanky. I don't know if it makes me more or less upset that they're, they've given Sami Zayn a happy talk segment. Because Sami Zayn actually is talented. Mm. So I don't I don't hate it looking at his face the same way that I hate when Baron Corman comes out on TV. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But but maybe that's worse because he should just be friggin' wrestling. Yeah. Can we leave the talk show segment in 2005 with the highlight reel? Please. God. I <sighs> okay. It doesn't like, matter. He talks about I, Johnny Knoxville. Jinder Mahal yeah. and Shanky are there. Nakamura and Boogs come out. I think Nakamura hit like one kick, and that was the it end was of the segment. A kick. Much like last week, Xia hit a kick. This time it was, yeah, uh, Nakamura came out and hit a kick. I think he might be still potentially injured or something with his hand. I know he had a hand injury for a bit because he didn't tag into the tag match that they had afterwards either. So maybe they're still protecting him for something. I don't know. Supposedly but, he's cleared. <clears throat> supposedly, yes. Yeah. Um, maybe they were still protecting him because they're going to do something with him at the Rumble. I don't know. But uh, yeah, Sammy kept cutting off Ginger in the thing and talking about Johnny Knoxville. And then they had a tag match of Ginger Mahal and Shanky versus Nakamura and Boogs. Boogs just won single-handedly. It's Ginger Mahal and Shanky. No one really cares. Um, cares, but like, are we not supposed to be building to a Sami Zayn Nakamura match at some point? That could be really cool. But, but Tempest, Sammy said, oh, Nakamura owes me a title match, and that's all the build you need. You don't need to do anything else, because you mentioned yeah, the guess. fact that they should have a match at some point. Great I build, guess. that. I want to move on. I don't want to talk about Jinder Mahal. All right. We shall do that. <laughs> Kofi Kingston, do this. Kofi Kingston and Biggie were backstage. Yeah. Biggie, direct quote here, is now officially back on the blue brand. I don't know so, what that means. So, I don't know whether that means that he's officially back on the blue brand because he has an official match on SmackDown and he's reunited with Kofi Kingston, or it means, no, he's actually been drafted to SmackDown and he's back as a SmackDown superstar now. I don't know. It'd be great if we had two hours of TV in which we could explain this. <laughs> oh, well. They asked Big E if he is excited to be back on SmackDown, and he said, does a bear shed in the woods? No, it doesn't. But nice try, Big E. Not quite. <laughs> um, so I've said now, if, he, if Big E has been drafted back to SmackDown, now I know that chances are I'm going to say this, and then Big E's going to go on and win the Rumble tonight, and I'm going to look like an absolute idiot. If Biggie's back on SmackDown, he's just a guy again. He's just a dude. And that's good yes, stuff. I agree. But at the same time, I'm more interested in any of the New Day folk when they're together. I think they're better as a package than they are apart. And that's just because they can't seem to book them as singles. Yes, but I, you know I, mean. I think that they, they can do it effectively where the, all three of them are on the same brand and they can each have singles runs 
while still being together. They don't need to separate out and put send Biggie over to Raw for him to have a singles push or anything like that. And oh, I, I think agree. you can have them be together, have them do singles runs, do it properly. But I think if if he moves back to SmackDown and he's just tagging with Woods and Kingston, he's just a guy again, much like Kingston. Uh-huh. Straight after you lose the title, then you go. Mm-hmm. You're done. Yeah, it's and hard to get over be... on the Roman Reigns show, and that would suck. Yeah. Uh, we then got uh, yeah, Kingston and Biggie versus uh, Corbin and Madcap Moss. They showed a recap of them beating up uh, Drew from day one, and then Biggie and Kobe Kingston win. I have nothing else to say about this match. There's nothing to it. I don't care about watching the New Day face Madcap Moss. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm over it. I'm I'm beyond it. I'm past it. It's 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 whatever. Yeah. Uh, we then have uh, had a video promo for Lashley and Lesnar. Then we had the main event segment of the Seth and Roman thing that we've already spoken about. Uh, this was mostly unremarkable show of SmackDown. I gave it a three out of five. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great either. I liked the ending segment. It's kind of sort of built the Rumble in a way, the women's Rumble anyway. And it made me intrigued for the Universal title match tonight. So that's that's something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as the go-home show to, like, the most popular WWE pay-per-view, I thought it was fairly mediocre. Oh, yeah. But in terms of just an episode of SmackDown that was, like, fairly competently booked, if a little bit repetitive and everything, like, yeah, everything just... There was there were some clean finishes on this show. I like those. Yeah, show's fine. Absolutely. It's a it's a solid three. You know, again, you got some threes mm-hmm. where it's like you got the really good stuff and really bad stuff, and it balances out to a three. This was just like a steady, easy three. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, we'll we'll go through Rampage because again, there isn't actually that much to say about Rampage. Honestly, it was one of those shows that is kind of like they had some fun matches. Yeah. And there Rock you go. Anderson was in it. Yeah. That he was. Uh, once again, Tempest, I didn't make notes about Rampage because I kind of just put it on and watched without <laughs> thinking. Uh, but it started off with Moxley and uh, Anthony Bowens. I really like Anthony Bowens. I think he's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there wasn't any hook on this episode. What the hell, man? Rampage is a show. What are you, what are you, what are you playing at, AEW? Give me more What's hook. That all about? What is that all about? Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, I really like this opening match. I thought it was really fun. Again, you could just have fun matches. Go 10 minutes with someone like John Moxley at a not underneath guy, but like an Anthony Bowens obviously doesn't need to be beating John Moxley in a match like this. And you just go out and have a fun match. That's mm. all you need. Yeah. You just need fun matches with likable characters. Match. Yeah. Both of them were good. I like the acclaimed rap beforehand. It was fun. I think the acclaimed could be like top players sooner than later in the AEW tag division. Mm. You know, they've kind of been in like a similar tier with like some of the the other middling tag teams in the AEW tag division. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to get the bump up to the next level sooner than many of the others. They're really good. I think they're great. Yeah. Anthony Bones in particular, I think his work is Mm. just stellar. He's really shined in all of the singles matches that he's had. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, like when Max Caster had to go away for his like sensitivity training and stuff like that. When he started having his singles match there, everyone kind of went, oh, he's really good. And then yeah. since then, every so often, he's just had the singles matches peppered and everyone's gone, yeah, he's actually really good as a singles wrestler. Um, yeah, And I think as well, he will make a great babyface down the line. 
Not anytime oh, absolutely. soon. I don't think he should split from Caster and they shouldn't split the acclaimed anytime soon. But a couple years down the line, maybe, mm-hmm. I think he's going to make a great baby face. It, it helps a lot when you can kind of like see that people can play both roles, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and just know that they've got that in their back pocket for when they want to use it. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, after that, I think we got the promo with Andrade and Darby Allen, mm-hmm. which well, was Brian Danielson was watching from the back and oh, yes, just a weird course. smile looking at the TV, but yeah. I'm looking forward to any of that. And then we got Andrade trying to buy Darby Allen services. Mm hmm. And he's like, I need to speak to your boss. And he's like, he's not, he's not my boss. And he's like, I don't think you understand. I need to speak to your boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're just a blue error screen. Just like, mm. yeah. Mm. What? Doesn't compute, buddy. Yeah. Um, I'm also a big fan of, I, I don't know why. It's the way he says it. When Andrade just said, take it easy. I'm like, nice. Take it easy. Take it easy. I'm like, yes. Yes, Andrade. Sounds great. I um, like I like Andrade. I I'm not super into like what's really going on and everything. No. But I like I like Andrade's character of just everybody works for someone. There are no friends. Friends don't exist. No, I like I that. It. Yeah, I'm sure he uh, and Darby will have a good match. Oh yeah, absolutely. Of the storylines in AEW currently, it is low on my list of ones that I care about. Yes, it's higher sure. than some. Mm-hmm. But it's not yeah. it's not very high at all. They'll put on a good match though, and that makes they'll put sense. on a very good match. Um, I think after that was it Cargill versus Julia Hart, maybe? No, it was the tag match first. It was FTR uh, against uh, mm. Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson took some it was it was fun. He took some some rough looking bumps on his dives and I was just like, Oh my god, Lee, please. Yeah. I don't know whether it was Lee like overshooting or undershooting or like mm-hmm. FTR not catching him properly or I don't know what, but yeah, he took some ruffling and bumps in this one. But Lee Johnson's really fun, really mm-hmm. fun. Um, uh, yeah, really enjoyed this match. It was great. FTR brought really nice like intensity to this one that you know FTR normally do anyway because they're they're really good at what they do. Um, but this one in particular, I felt like you know that the crowd were kind of like half into. Brock and, and Lee Johnson just being like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, it's they're, tough. they're cool, they're fine. It's easy then, It's easy to have one of these type of matches when the baby face is the one that's a big star. Mm. It's like, oh, well, there's the big heel team, FTR. We, well, I wonder who's going to win this match. Yeah. So it, it gets really hard to get into, like, the Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson team. Yeah. Know? But I will say that I think that FTR's heel work was so good that the crowd did get more into Brock and Lee Johnson as the match went on, which is great that's the entire point of the whole yeah. thing right uh which is great great to see uh really fun match ftr won in the end all good stuff i think brock and lee looked better than when they went in ftr got a win mm-hmm. on anderson threw a punch looked terrible it was yeah, great it did yeah, yeah it was it was one of those matches where like i'm glad that it happened because it gives people like brock and uh lee johnson like more reps on tv yep but it, it's also tough because I'm not super interested in like this whole Arn Tully FTR feud thing they've got going on. I'm just not, yeah. in, I don't know where they go. FTR doesn't line up with like a tag team on the other side right now. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't line up perfectly with a babyface tag team for that to be their next, their next feud, the next direction. So I don't know, unless they want to bring in the Briscoes to have that match in AEW, which I would not complain about at all. Would love that. But I don't know if they're going to do that. So just for the sake of AEW television, I'm just like, I don't know what they're going to do. 
So I don't know. It's tough. And I also look at someone like Lee Johnson and I'm wondering when he's going to try and break through a little bit, you know, cause he's been there for a long time now, like at least a year, possibly more. I don't remember exactly the first time that I saw him, but he's kind of been like low tier bottom of the totem pole guy for a while. And I think he's just maybe suffering a little bit from being in one of like the lesser factions in AEW. Mm-hmm. Like the nightmare family is not the faction I would be looking to hitch my wagon to at the moment, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think of the number of matches that he has in like a six month period on TV and someone like powerhouse Hobbs. And I'm much more interested in powerhouse Hobbs. Neither of them win those matches, but Powerhouse mm-hmm. Hobbs is just like a more interesting character involved in the more interesting faction. So, yeah, I don't know what point I was trying to make with that, but who knows? It's fun to just talk. It's um, just an observation. Yeah. Uh, then it was the TBS championship match between Jade Cargill and Julia Hart, which mm-hmm. was quick. Jade Cargill won. This wasn't as good as last week. Nope. But it was something it wasn't designed to be either. No, it wasn't. It was a much, know? much quicker match. I think Judy yeah. Hart looked a little bit green, but yeah. you know, it was it was fine. Yeah. It was it's fine. I'm just waiting for yeah. Julia Hart to take off her, her eye patch mm-hmm. and reveal that she's got the Sean gone and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh and then was it the main event after that? Pretty much. I think there was so, a yeah. backstage bit here and there. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a really like, Martinez thing as well. They're yeah. wrestling on Rampage next week. It's going to be great. About Can't time. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And then we got the main event, which I thought was also very good. It was very good. Private Party versus Jurassic Express. Good fun all round. Gin and juice into a destroyer. Yes, please. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me more of that. Uh, great spot on that one. Love that. I really like uh, commentary in this match. I thought they did a fantastic job of putting over the strategy that Matt Hardy's bringing to Private Party. Made Matt Hardy feel important, which uh-huh. I don't think he has in ages. He's just kind of been like, oh, it's the Hardy family office. Go, uh, sure. Faction, yeah. whatever. Whereas they actually put over the importance of Matt Hardy in the faction on commentary in this match, which was really, really good. Um, and I really like the the pace of it was so different because it just started with a gin and juice just straight out the gate and everyone was like, what? I thought it was actually a really good near fall. Like I, I didn't mm. really buy that they were going to win, but it got to like two and a half, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> huh? yeah." Um, I was like this is a choice. Yeah, what's happening? Uh, so it was, it was a great start, and then they just kind of kept up the pace through the whole thing. It was a nice long match. Got lots of. Uh, they kind of inverted the normal Jurassic Express formula of building to the Luchasaurus hot tag, whereas this right. time they kind of built to the Jungle Boy hot tag, which is really good. I thought uh, showing like different sides of Jurassic Express, which was nice. And uh, yeah, they uh, Jurassic Express got the clean win in the end. Very fun main event. Enjoyed it a lot. Exactly what you want from a match like this. Mm. You know, again, what I think AEW does very well is having these little mini championship matches on Rampage and Dynamite, where it's like these aren't the big pay per view matches between the two top tag teams that clash it's just like yeah they're going to beat the acclaim they're going to beat private party they're going to beat silver and reynolds and they're all going to be really good matches because they're all really good wrestlers and it makes the tag title run feel that much more important so thumbs up to that i don't care about the ass boys no at all i ragged on billy gunn really hard like a month ago i still don't care he took two coffin drops dude he he did he sure did. I haven't forgotten that, but crazy. Yeah, uh, hopefully this match will be the turn where Colton and Austin Gunn will show why they're 
they should be stars and this will be their breakthrough moment. Yeah. If it's not, it'll be a while before I'm interested in seeing them again. 100%. Yeah. Hoping it goes well. And I think if they're going to have a great match with anyone, Jurassic Express are a great team to put them against because mm-hmm. Jurassic Express are fantastic. So, yeah, we'll have to see how, how that goes for them. But that was the whole show. Like like we say, most weeks for Rampage was a good hour of good, fun wrestling. Nothing too substantial, but uh-huh. there you go. You won't be sad if you watch it, but there's nothing you need to go out of your way to see. Precisely. There you go. Uh, I think that's about it for the for the Rampage uh, review. Um, I'm not going to give it a number rating because it's just, it's all right. I so. gave it a three in my edited review. That sure. sounds about right. Yeah. It's sure. weird saying that SmackDown is a three and Rampage is a three. Different kind of threes. Yeah, they're different threes. They're on yeah, different yeah, yeah. scales. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the, the majority of people understand that at this point. Yeah. They are ranked I hope on different so. scales. Yeah. It's the internet. There are people that are going to be like, no, nah, I can't believe you've got SmackDown Rampage the same rating. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it's like Ollie gave Raw a four, a four. I think, this week, and then Dynamite Yeah, well, a he's four. nuts. Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, that's wrong, though. <laughs> well, it's not a four. You're, you're the fan, Tempest. You're the one that doesn't get it. I can't believe Ollie gave Raw and Dynamite the same rating. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> hiss. Oh, man. Um, very quickly, before we get into the rest of the Ultra Chats, last chance to get those in. WrestleDog.com forward slash support. I've uh, got an email, Tempest, uh-huh. that I wanted to read out to you from a, a Patreon backer that we have, a pledge hammer called Will, who sent in a little thing for us. Um, and he said, uh, I understand that there may have been some undue tension in LIW over the Blood and the Clock Tower game, uh, but I promise you, Tempest, Pete is a noble. Here's the evidence of his lordly lordshipness and has sent <laughs> legitimate lordship certificates for both of us. And apparently we now both own a foot-by-foot bit of land in Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Cool. So, I am a noble. I wasn't lying to you, kind of. All right. Yep. My Twitter name is changing to Lord Tempest. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Well, I'm I'm not going to read out the name he put on the certificate because it's not your name. But mm. it's very funny, uh, which I'll, I'll I'll tell you afterwards. But uh, thank you, Will, for, <laughs> thank for you, Will. that. It's a legitimate certificate of, of us owning land now. That's cool. <laughs> you can just buy that kind of stuff. They just have, like, segmented pieces of land. It's a, it's a foot by a foot. It's yeah. Fine now, though, so that's cool. Um, it's mine. I will go to, sta- to Scotland and stand on it. Hell yeah. I will stand it's in my in, little box and they will not, I will not be pushed. This is my land. Yeah, it is in Ardali, Aberdeenshire, Scotland. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, and he said that, uh, yeah, on top of that, in the interest of celebrating and solidifying LIW, I hereby decree that Tempest also may be, uh, may be made a lord. Now the two lords of Scotland can't possibly fail in their quest at the Royal Jamble, considering the members of LIW are the only ones of noble blood, not some peasant or thespian. Yeah. Hope you lads, I mean lords, enjoy this, and hopefully it made your days a bit better. Uh, Oh, and don't worry, these are actually legit. And as an American, I absolutely have the right to bestow ownership of other people's land. Pretty sure it's in an amendment. (laughs) 
naturally. It sounds like an American thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you, Will, so much. That's amazing. Uh, that's amazing. <clears throat> thank you so much. Um, so now we're now we're lords. Genuinely, if I win the title right, back, Lord, Lord that's Chopper. It. That's gonna be the new gimmick. If I win the title back tonight, just throwing that out there. Uh. Anyway, let's get into, actually, just before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, we are sponsored one more time by Wine, wine52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Go click the link at the top of the description. Go check it out. You can get your free crate of wine, which is three bottles of wine. And you choose whether it's white, red, mixed, whatever. Go pick them, and then you get them, UK viewers only. But the free, all we have to do is pay for the postage, which is £5.95, which is really cheap for three bottles of wine no-brainer uh go get them and also help us out by doing so wine52.com forward slash wrestle talk links in the description go get it you can get a crate in time for valentine's day that sounds fun also wine's great Anyway, let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Last chance to get those in. Matthew Robinson said, Is there a gimmick like the Royal Rumble that AEW could do? Also, would love for Shayna Baszler to win the Rumble. Remember when she was amazing at the Chamber? Pepperidge Farm remembers. I mean, they do the Casino Battle Royal. It's basically the same thing. Pretty much, but worse. It's, it's staggered differently, yeah. It's yeah. not as exciting, but it's the same sort of idea. Yeah. And I mean, they, they do their own various gimmicks. They have the the Diamond Battle Royal. They have yeah. the, you know, Face of the Revolution, TNT, Ladder Match, whatever. Yeah. They have their own gimmicks that they do. I'd like for them yeah. to come up with something completely different and unique, but I don't know how much of that there is left in wrestling um, that hasn't been done by some promotion in the world without being super convoluted and dumb. Because yeah. that's when you need it to be different and unique, but you don't want it to be stupid. You don't want it to be the inside-out reverse battle royal. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. Also, Stadium Stampede. That's another gimmick they have, which mm -hmm. I think is less good. But, you know, each for their own. J.S. Wooten says, Tonight, gentlemen, tonight is about dominance. Restoring the dominance of LIW and putting them rightfully atop the WrestleTalk world. Tonight, you both win. Next, you take Dynamite from four out of five, Ollie. Win, Chopper. Win, Tempest. LIW forever. Hell yeah. All right, Tempest, I have waited long enough. It is time to talk about the legend of Hot Because Hot damn, my dude. Uh, so, for those unaware, this is the Critical Role animated show that they did the, the Kickstarter for few years back and raised 11.3 million dollars uh which is a lot they wanted 750,000 <laughs> 11.3 million uh so then they got then it went from doing one 20 minute animated special to a season and then amazon went hey yo how about a second season uh so then they picked up a second season on top of that the first three episodes came out yesterday and it is everything i wanted from it i <laughs> got oh my god i'm so excited to watch more it's so perfect it's such a good show and i know it's not like 
this is 100% the emotions of me talking. I know it's not a perfect show by any means, but I do think it is, as just a piece of uh, media, it is a very, very enjoyable show, and I would recommend anyone to go watch it. And I don't, You don't need to have the knowledge of Critical Role. You can just enjoy the characters that get introduced there. But, Sounds like me with Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, legit, right? Yeah. Um, but that having the knowledge of the show made me enjoy it that much more to be like, oh, they said the thing. They said the, the thing from that one episode when they said that thing on the show. And then there was like a little Easter egg in the second episode where I was like, oh, that's from their second campaign. That's the thing from the thing. And I got very excited about that. And there's one line at the end of the third episode. I'm not going to say what it is, just in, you know spoilers and stuff, because I uh, don't want to spoil it. But there's a, a line that one of the characters says. And when I watched the first campaign, it was the line that that character said in the actual show that made me like fall in love with that character. And I was like, I adore this person, that character. I'm all on board. I think they might be my favorite out of like everyone there. And the end of the third episode of this animated show, it ends with them saying that line. And I'm like, oh! <laughs> I want to watch more. I'm, oh. I'm so excited for more of the show. It's everything I wanted and more. All the voice acting's incredible. I love it. I love it, Tempest. Well, I'm glad that you've you've found another show that you can love, Pete. Yeah. It's important. I it's recently you... did the same, but oh, not really? with an animated fun show. Mm -hmm. With with Succession. The best oh, piece I've of, heard everyone of, talking about it. Best piece of television I've seen in quite a while. Mm. It's good. Oh yeah. man, the writing is good. So oh bad. man, the writing is so good. You don't like a single character in that show, but the writing is really good. Yeah. Oh, like my my buddy uh, has been recommending this show to me for like ages, ages, mm -hmm. like at least a year, probably more. He's a big fan. He also watches like everything. You know, he's a film guy, so he watches yeah. everything. I, I go to him for recommendations. Finally got around to starting Succession this past week. And, whoo, man, he described it. You know, like He was talking about the, the dialogue in this show and the writing and everything. And then he gave out one line, you know, because uh, I, I haven't gotten to this point yet, so I don't know exactly which characters are involved. Uh, but it's like, you know, because it's about a company and a rich family and, and everything like that. They're squabbling over control mm -hmm. and whatnot. And one of them, they're like in trouble or something. And one of them says something is like, well, my hands are clean. And the guy says uh, something along the lines of like, uh, well, if you think that your hands are as clean as ours, you better hope that your whorehouse also does manicures. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's bars. <laughs> that's bars. Oh. I was just like, I need, I need crisp, crisp writing like that in in mm -hmm. in the shows that I love. You know, it's just why like the shows that I really enjoy have like the things that I love the most are like really good dialogue scenes in shows mm -hmm. or movies or anything. My favorite scene in any X Men movie is when Charles and Magneto are talking in first class over a game of chess and they're talking about being better men. And I'm just like, oh, I love this so. Yeah, Succession, good writing. Would recommend. I'm almost done mm. season one. Very, very good show. Yeah. And uh, not to go back to Legend of Vox Machina again or anything, but I am. Uh, voice acting, unsurprisingly, top notch. God, 
so good. Here's a fun fact. The person that is playing kind of like one of the primary villains also voices Azula from Avatar mm. Last Airbender. Oh. And I was like, huh, well, that's interesting. I know you. Yeah. Also David Tennant. Where uh-huh. did he come from? Also uh-huh. Stephanie Beatrice from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh-huh. Oh my God. So many really cool voices. There's a couple of people from Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh, these, look at all these people. They're crazy. What a cast. Anyway, I'm going to stop just gushing about this show because <laughs> I could talk about it forever. Um, we I... should probably wrap this up. Thank you for watching this episode of uh, watching, listening to this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Um, uh, we've got the Royal Jamble tonight. Live reactions for the Royal Rumble where I'm going to win the jam- that championship and Tempest is going to win the Royal Jamble in the face I of win. each other at Jamia. It's going to be great. Um, so subscribe to the WrestleTalk podcast channel to come and tune in for our live reactions. It's going to be chaos. It's going to be so many people on the stream. It's going to be wild. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then after that, we're going to have our Royal Rumble review back into normal content after that. So stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. Love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.